Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coming up on this episode of White Wine Question Time. It was my first bit of telly, so the terminology that they were using on set, when they'd shout, turn around, which means, you know, we, out, we, were, we were about to go for a take. I was turning around. <laughs> <laughs> I remember auditioning once, and it was a set scene. My, on the opening scene, it, it, my character was reaching an orgasm, and Peter was like, I can't, I, I literally can't stop crying with laughter. This is <laughs> Oh, my my dad, I'd never seen my dad cry before and I could see him filling up. When I, oh. when I told him I'd got the Corrie gig, who have watched it since day one? I think like second or third day, I said, um, you know, who, who's your ideal woman? Who's your free pass sort of thing? And I was really blonde at the time. He's like, yeah, I like brunettes, not really into boobs, bit of a leg man. And I'm like, oh great, I've got legs like a prop forward and massive boobs, this is going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> And I told my dad, and he was like, no, no, Kath. If Mr. Lloyd Webber wants you, he can get on a train and he can come to you this time. That's not fair. And I was like, Graham, I don't think it works like that, mate. Welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And my guest today is an actress best known for her seven-year stretch on the cobbles of Coronation Street as Eva Price, not to mention her spin on the Strictly dance floor. Born in Salford in 1983, she fell in love with acting as a child, performing with various theatre groups before going on to the Birmingham School of Acting and graduated in 2005, having already been signed by an agent who came to see her showcase during her studies. 
She made ends meet working and singing in the working men's clubs of the North and performing before big games at Manchester United before she landed her first role in Channel 4's drama No Angels where she met her future Corrie co-star Catherine Kelly. From there, parts in Shameless, Holby, Trolleyed and Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps followed and in 2010, she joined the cast of Emmerdale briefly for three months before switching to the cobblestone streets of Weatherfield until her Coronation Street departure in 2018. Since leaving the show, she's appeared in Scarborough alongside Jason Manford, The Good Ship Murder with Shane Ward and in 2019 joined Strictly making it to the sixth week with Johannes. She lives in Manchester with her husband Tom and their two young children, Alfie and Iris, and is about to head out on tour, putting her pipes to the test in the musical Bonnie and Clyde, which she's touring this month all the way through to the autumn. So let's dial her in, shall we? It's Catherine Tildesley. What an intro! <laughs> You've been busy. I have, I have, yeah. It's lovely to be here, thank you for having me. Well, it's so nice to see you. The last time we saw each other was under slightly more stressful circumstances. We were both appearing on The Weakest Link. <laughs> we were. We were making fools of ourselves on television. It was joyous. <laughs> but, do you know, I don't know about you, but I find those um, shows, I'm, I'm really fine until the, you get onto the studio for, floor and then the the competitive side of me is is just overwhelming. And I and I go from being, oh, this is a bit of a laugh to, I must win. And yeah, it's ugly. I do get like that, but the nerves as well. You know, when you sat at home and you, you think you know everything, as soon as you're under pressure, it's like, oh my God. Like, I mean, I was coming out with some some really embarrassing, yeah, you <laughs> embarrassing answers. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you, it's easy to know the answers when you're watching along at home. Never quite yeah, as easy when true. you stood there under the spotlight. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, but listen, weakest link to one side. You're about to put your pipes to the test and take yourself out on. Is it your first musical? It is, yeah. How is that possible when you've been a singer for so long? Do you know what? I, I, I trained in musical theatre and I assumed that I would predominantly work in musical theatre. And then when I graduated, I got really lucky with, with television and film. Um, and it, it was consistent, you know, thank God, been very lucky. And I just didn't get the chance. Um, and then over the years, we've had a couple of musicals come in and, I kept saying to Tom, because by this point I'd had Alfie, I was like, I've got to really fall in love with something for, you know, for me to leave the kids for that amount of mm. time and, and, and indeed go on tour. Um, and as soon as I heard Bonnie and Clyde and the same for Tom, we were like, this is it. This is the one. The music is just, oh, it's divine. We both fell in love with it. Um, and Tom is, you know, he holds everything together when I'm working away and, he listened to that first song um, from the score and he said, you've got to do this. You have to do it. It's a little bit of you. You've got to do it. Um, so, yeah, we both fell in love with it straight away. I'm, I'm very lucky that my husband is this chilled. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're a partnership. Um, I'm sure yeah. with, the, with the shoe on the other foot, you'd be equally as supportive. But I get it. It's a lot to ask for somebody to keep the home fires burning while you're in and out, exhausted, eight shows a week, putting yeah. yourself out there in a way that, you know, you can do it, but nobody's seen you do it yet. That must yeah. be a bit nerve wracking. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'm terrified. But 
more excited than I am terrified. And um, the rest of the cast, oh, I'm just fangirling over the rest of the cast because they're amazing. Who else is in it amazing. with you? Oh, God. Katie Tonkinson, who, who plays Bonnie, is... I was stood outside the room. We, we did this promo day where we all got to kind of meet and then... Um, we all had a little chirp and I was stood outside the room listening to her sing and I was like, oh my days. Same with Danny Hatchard, Alex, everybody in that cast is so strong. And of course that elevates you as a performer as mm. well. It's, it's, I feel really lucky to be among such incredible talent. Well, I, don't, I don't know why people don't know more about your singing. You, you sing predominantly, it's jazz, isn't it? Yeah, so my granddad was a jazz singer. He he was incredible. He sounded like Billy Epstein. He was beautiful. And um, so I was heavily influenced by him. I always say that I was born in the wrong era because I, <laughs> I love, you know, Sarah Vaughan and Ella Fitzgerald, Doris Day. All the old school stuff is, is really my bag. And I've not, um, because I've been so busy with the acting side of things with film and television, you know, which I'm very grateful for. I've only managed to do bits of singing here and there. And it's been on my bucket list for a while now. I kept saying to Tom, I really want to do a musical. I want to stretch my legs a bit and um, and challenge myself. So it's, it's come at the right time and it feels like the right piece for me. So, yeah, really excited. And it's a long work. It's a long time on the road, isn't it? I mean, you're not just it's not just a long run. It's a long run on the move. It is. Well, I um, I take a chunk out in the middle because I'm filming something that I can't talk about yet. <laughs> so I have got a few weeks, um, well, a few months out in the middle. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing the majority of the tour. And it is, it's a lot. It's a long time away from home. Um, but the kids and, and hubby will meet me in different cities. Yeah. And I'll come home a lot of the time. You know, some of the venues aren't too far away at all. So... I'll step off stage Saturday night, drive home, wake up with the kids and then move on again Monday morning. So we'll make it work. We'll yeah. make it work. Listen, I talked, I talked with my son when he was little, as you know, before he went to school. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a juggle, but I wouldn't have changed it for the world. I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not for the faint hearted, that's for sure. You have to kind of go, yeah. okay, routines. Yeah, I might have to chill out on that a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and you're moving them around from place to place. But you always find a way. Um, where there's a will, there is a way. And I know that you have great will because I've been reading up about you and I've hopefully devised for you three thought provoking questions that will help us to learn a little bit more about who you are and what makes you tick. So are you ready for your first question? I think so. <laughs> I wanted to talk about life lessons and the places, the people and the situations that have been important in terms of your own. So for question number one, I'm going to break that down. I'm going to start with the people who have taught you the most, uh, the people that have helped to guide you, shape you and steer you to where you are today. Wow. Gosh. That's a great question. Um, I think first and foremost, my parents, who have been beyond supportive. You know, my mum held down three jobs just to enable her to, to give me as much as she could when I was at drama school. And my dad worked all hours. They're real grafters. 
And although I'm not from a wealthy family by any means, we never wanted for anything. Um, I, I think I got my work ethic from them, for sure. They didn't earn a lot of money, but you know, we were always, we were always provided for, and more importantly, we were always supported in whatever we wanted to do. Um, my dad was my roadie when I was singing, doing the working men's clubs and United. <laughs> I, I didn't learn to drive till quite later on. I think I was 28. And um, every Friday and Saturday night, our Graham would give up his weekend <laughs> to come and watch me. And I mean, I secretly think he was there for the 9pm pasty and peas, but we'll let that go. Pasty um, and peas. <laughs> pasty and peas with the bingo. Oh, How old are you at this point? Oh, God. Uh, would have been early 20s. Yeah. And my, my granddad, God bless him, he was my hero. And um, when I finished drama school, I was like, okay, I need to earn some money in, be in between acting gigs. And he bought me my first PA system. And he was like, oh. come on, you can do this. And and that's kind of where I, I learned a lot of my craft in, in terms of playing to a live audience. And, it, and that's saying, you know, I know Jason Manford said it before, if you can do the working men's club, you can do, <laughs> you can do anywhere. Um, and so that was, I learned a lot doing the circuits. So yeah, my, my parents and grandparents. What was in your set on those on those early gigs, what what um, what tracks made up it your set list? It would depend where I was. I would try and tailor it, but I, I, the first half would be a lot of the old school swing and jazz. There'd be a bit of Sinatra. Doris Day went down a storm. I'd have everyone on, <laughs> stood up on the chair to encase Sarah Sarah. Oh, it was a hit. Um, and then the dance spot, as they would call it, would be quite a lot of Motown. So you'd you'd have things like the Supremes, and then. Um, Another favourite that everyone loved was Build Me Up Buttercup. Yeah. Um, Valerie, that's always sure to get everybody up. So, yeah, it was um, it was good fun. And, again, I think it's one of those – sometimes I would double up. So, in essence, I'd, I'd be singing for almost four hours in one night. But I was very careful. And, again, it was great training. Um, you know, when I was working four or five nights a week doing that amount of singing, you really – you really became quite strong you had, vocally. You had that many gigs? Oh, at one point. I mean, it was amazing. You didn't earn very much with the working men's clubs. But, um, you know, luckily, I kind of got spotted, if you will, and I started to do some more work at United and do things like the Players Awards. And I did a little bit of touring with them. And, and Sir Alex, bless him, was so lovely. And he was always very supportive. He loved swing and jazz and... Um, so yeah, as as time went on, just before I got Corrie, I had some really cool gigs. We did um, the Checkered Flag Ball in Abu Dhabi, and yeah, it's amazing. And then I got Corrie, and I kind of, in fact, when I got into Corrie, I don't think I sang for quite a while because it was so full on. Maybe four or five years, I, I didn't sing wow. much at all. So yeah, it's nice to. So Alex it. Ferguson took a shine to you and that put you at, well, you know, in front of a crowd that was way beyond any working man's club. You were playing in front of sold out, you know, stadiums. It was great. And, and you know, and off the back of that, I, there were a lot of big businesses there. So you'd get um, corporate gigs. And and so I, it kind of um, it elevated me into a new arena and. And it was brilliant. I had some amazing opportunities and I got to play in some really cool places here and abroad. 
Um, so it's always a part of my life that I'm grateful for. I'm really grateful for. And um, Well, you really souped up club this club circuit, didn't you? Very quickly, you go from the working men's club circuit to, you know, playing playing in front of football crowds and then off to Abu Dhabi doing a nice corporate I mean corporate's where the money is as well isn't it so suddenly you, you might have it actually is. been able to put a bit of money aside oh yeah yeah that was nice to, to have a bit of money in my pocket after driver school and, I bet. Um, yeah I, I feel so lucky and, and I got to work with some amazing people I, I was often um put on the stage just before Beverly Knight because uh, Beverly Knight would do um some of the same corporates, a lot of work at United. And I was like, oh my God, thank God she's coming on after me. <laughs> Can you imagine following that? Um, but yeah, so I'd get to meet all kinds of people and it was just, it was a really lovely time. It was it was really, really hard work. You know, I've always, I've always grafted and I, and I, I am a grafter, I love my job. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a really cool time. What a lot you must have learned on on the, that circuit as well. Oh yeah, the material. I mean, I've got scripts and scripts upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this face. <laughs> when you went into working in television, uh, one of your uh, first big um, shows that you joined was No Angels with Catherine Kelly, and she really took you under her wing, didn't she? Oh, she did. I'd never met her before. And um, I think all of my scenes were with Catherine and we just hit it off straight away. And she was like, oh, you remind me of my sister, my younger sister, Grace. And um, it was my first bit of telly, so the terminology that they were using on set, you know, things like when they'd shout, turn around, which means, you know, we out, we were out, we were about to go for a take. I was turning around. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate was like, no, babes, they don't, they don't want you to literally turn around and... And then they'd say, Kath, move across, this shot's dirty. And I'd be like, dirty? Is it that kind of show? What are we talking about? And I'd be like, no, 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 it just means your shoulders. It just... <laughs> I felt like I learned so much from her. And um, and she's always been one of my role models, really. I think she's an incredible actress and I look up to her with everything she does. And then, again, took me under her wing when I was at Coronation Street and even now I can phone her up and, you know, ask her advice on something and she gives the best advice. She is like the older sister that I, that I never had really. Yeah, she's... How lovely, how lovely girl. to find um, somebody so early on in your career that you can turn to. Yeah, oh, because, you know, this this industry can be really doggy dog. Yeah. Um, as, I, as I'm sure you know. So she's, a, yeah, she's a real good egg and, th- and there's, you know, in the same breath, there's a lot of actors out there like that 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 will that will, wants to take you under the wing and and help you help you out. If you know, I'm in that position now. I'm I'm helping the younger ones. I'm like, don't do this. Make sure you get your puddings. Do that. Don't do that. You know, it's don't nice turn around. <laughs> don't turn around. <laughs> don't take your top off. <laughs> Very good advice. <laughs> who else have Who else has been um, a guiding light in your world? So I think, I think if we say my family as a collective, really, my, you know, my parents, grandparents. Mm. Um, and then I've had, there's been quite a few friends that have um, come and gone throughout my life. My, my best friend, Peter, we have the same child mind, literally as babies. And um, we 
pretty much grew up together and we went to the same high school, same college. I mean, he's still my best friend today. And um, he has seen me at my worst. He's seen me at my best. He's supported me through everything. He used to drive over to Birmingham and see me all the time when I was at drama school. And, oh, the amount of self-tapes that poor boy's had to do with me over the years. (laughs) It's all work being an actor's friend, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, it is. I remember auditioning once and it was a sex scene. And we couldn't do this self-tape because I was crying laughing my on the opening scene it's it my character was reaching an orgasm and Peter was like I can't I, I literally can't stop crying with laughter this is <laughs> so he, I mean he's seen it all he's seen he all really has, hasn't he? Peter, yeah he's, um, oh god bless him um he has been a constant throughout my life um and again I call him brother I call him brother because that's what he is to me, his family. That, that saying of friends are the family you can choose, mm. for sure. Is, um... And then I've got, um, you know, I've got another friend, Liz Taylor. I don't know if you know Liz Taylor. She's a big events planner. She owns TLC. She did our wedding and does the most insane events. And she's become a really good friend of mine over the years. And she's an absolute powerhouse. You know, she has built this entertainment empire with her own two hands and she's she's top of the game now and I'm I'm really inspired by women like her and a lot of my female friends are like that they're very strong very successful women that have worked their way up from nothing um I really admire that and it motivates me and it inspires me and they're still really humble genuine lovely lovely people that do a lot of work to help others and that's they're the kind of people that I like to surround myself with and what about your kids because I think that um as much as we are supposed to be their greatest teachers I think they teach us so much what have you learned as a mum to chill out (laughs) I I'm a typical Virgo like you were saying earlier about you know losing routine when you're on tour Mm. things like that scare me like already the production office are like okay we can see that you're the OCD one because I'm like what's this what time is this um but since I've had the kids it has for sure made me relax a little bit more because I'm like you know what there's nothing I can do if I'm about to leave the house and I'm covered in last minute baby poo and I've got avocado in my hair I'm not going anywhere. I just need to take a breather. There's nothing I can do about that situation. And also being in the moment more, I think, because I am a workaholic. I hold my hands up to that. And, I, you know, I love my job. I'm still very ambitious. But I think when I had Alfie, it was a real... It was a real turning point for me to go, I don't need to check my phone every hour on the hour. Um, I'm a big fan of, of Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, who, who wrote the Four, mm. Four Pillar Plan. Who, um, you know, he says start by just turning your phone off for 20 minutes a day. The week after, do it for an hour. The week after that, do it for four hours. And that's quite addictive because I really love turning my phone off. And I know it's not always doable, but having children that helped me to do that because I thought, God, I don't want to lose a yeah. moment. I mean, you know, it just goes so fast. It really does, and honestly, you won't get those years back and there will always be a phone. (laughs) There will always be a phone. We've just been away on holiday, actually, um, me and my son. 
and it was incredible. We were touring around, touring around in Thailand. Brilliant trip. But every night you'd go into a restaurant and families weren't talking. They were just all on their phones, sat at the table. And these, these are from, you know, from all different parts of the world. It's the universal language of being hooked to your handset. And it was really quite, it was quite shocking to see. You know, we got, we got to this beautiful island um, called Rally, Rally, uh, Rally Beach. And it is literally like, you know, it's cinematic. It's so beautiful. And you get off the boat and it's like you've landed in 25 social media shoots. There aren't people swimming in the ocean. They're swimming with their hands in the air, trying to keep their phone dry so they can go and take a picture of themselves. And I was just like, God, when did you forget to be present? It was really quite alarming. Mm. Um, it's yeah. just got out of hand so quickly, so quickly. Mm. And I sound all, you know, kind of upright and pious and all of that. And, I mean, no, don't get me wrong, I took loads of photos while we were there, but yeah, I was there as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you. I, I was really glad that I think, you know, we were the last generation really to grow up without phones. Yeah, I there's a lot of good to that. God. Oh, so much good. And and, you know, Tom and I will remind each other, because we're both busy and we both love our jobs, but we will pull each other up on it. You know, if we're with the kids, it, we will, and if we feel like we're on our phones a bit much, we will say to each other, come on, yeah. turn it off for an hour or, or whatever. You know, it's so you can give your kids screen time. I think you almost need to start thinking about doing that for yourself. Because <laughs> it's, oh, so sure. it's, oh, it's so easy just to suck you in. The scroll of doom. Mm. You know, you're just scrolling through. Yeah. You know, why am I watching reels of people I've never met that are just being fed to me? Uh, it's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. It's easily done. Tom's like, oh, Kathy, you're watching other people's puppies and dogs again. Like, what you... <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I mean, don't get me wrong, some of them are fantastic. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But, everything um, in moderation, right? For sure, for sure. And uh, I'm trying to keep Alfie away from having a phone for as long as possible. And and also, I think they're extremely dangerous. I I did a documentary a few years ago, and um, it touched upon body image. And I met these two incredible young girls, very intelligent, both studying incredible things at university. And they'd been sectioned because they didn't have a thigh gap. They didn't have a thigh gap. And at the time, that was trending on Instagram. And um, Why were they sectioned over that? They were, because their eating disorders became so oh, right. bad. So, and, and thank God, and I hope they're still recovered, you know, thank God by the time I'd met them, they were, they were well again. But, um, yeah, it became a real mm. obsession for, for so it's many It's a culture people. of comparison, and, isn't it? Yeah, we're always yeah. And looking I think at... it's And then you turn it on its head and you go, well, I've never had, had a thigh gap, but, I, you know, I'm strong. I've got big, strong legs. And, and then you get the other side of things where people get obsessed with posting the gym selfies and, and how much they can lift. And, and everything just seems so extreme mm. on social media. There's no middle ground and I think that makes me feel a bit a bit uneasy yeah good to log off sometimes very good to log yeah, off absolutely she says talking to you on the internet <laughs> <laughs> different it's fine <laughs> moving on yeah <laughs> hold up what was that 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we talked about the people that have been prevalent in your life. What about the places? Um, you know, the world is a classroom. Where have been your most important classrooms, do you think? The places that you've taught you so much? Oh, gosh, these are such good questions. Um, I would say home. And when I, when I say home, I think of my mum and dad's house growing up because it was so full of love. And I'm aware that I'm incredibly privileged and lucky to be able to say that because not everybody grows up in a loving environment and my parents were just incredible. So yeah, it, I guess it's coming back to my parents and then the place that they created and they made everything magical. And like I say, we didn't have a lot of money, but my dad created a beautiful garden with them. Um, I remember like animal paving stones, like a little route for me and my sister. To, um, to go and help pick vegetables and do the gardening and, and just really got us involved with everything. So, um, yeah, home for sure. And I would also say I went on holiday, God, uh, before I met Tom. So maybe 10 years ago, I took a trip to St. Vincent's with one of my best friends, Ashley, who actually I should have mentioned in the people section because she's incredible. Um, and... I had just come out of a very, a very bad relationship and I felt like I was on a real journey to finding myself, if you will, and it was where I first started to meditate um, <clears throat> and Ashley was a big part of that and that's what she does now. She, she um, specialises in meditation and healing and, and so all that came from her and, and St. Vincent's was a real special place and I remember sitting on the beach that first day and Ashley was like, do you know what, just do five minutes breathing. And I found it really difficult to switch off as I always do. And then night by night, day by day, whenever I decided to meditate, it, it just got that little bit easier. And I can't, I, by the end of the holiday, I'd fallen in love with it. And to start that in such a, a, a magical place, we mm -hmm. met some really cool spiritual people there actually. That started a whole new journey for me into learning how to switch off and 
to visualize properly and my gosh yeah that was 10 years ago and it's a massive part of my life now so that so was, it's really that stayed was with you oh yeah. yeah absolutely i always look back on that holiday as a a very special time and ashley is still one of my very dearest friends and um i go to her for all sorts she's she's an in i do believe there are certain people on this earth that are earth angels and that have this ability to to heal you know in in ways like reiki and meditation mm -hmm. and ashley's one of those people so yeah it was it was quite a turning point what about the place where you met tom well that was the gym that old cliche <laughs> <laughs> and strangely enough the gym features heavily still in my life um yeah, so he used to work at a, a very posh gym called Hale Country Club. It's beautiful. Oh, that is and, posh. Um, it's very posh. That's right, fancy. Yeah, it, it is. Um, so before children, before responsibilities, I, I used to go there to, to train and, and chill out. And I saw Tom all the time and everyone just referred to him as Happy Smiley Tom. That's what everybody knows Tom as. And um I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't his type. He wasn't necessarily mine. And then I remember just putting on Facebook a general status saying, does anybody want to see the film Mandela? I really, really want to go. And he messaged me and he was like, I'll take you. And I was like, oh, that's Smiley Tom from the gym. Weird. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, let's let's do it. He seems nice enough. And, and he was and working at this so gym, many, yeah? He was working at the gym, yeah. And I was training with his then roommate at the time. Um, and he took me to the cinema and then he took me for a, a lovely meal and I remember going back home and thinking gosh I don't know whether that was a date or not but it was one of the best nights I've had oh. we oh he just made me laugh so laughed is a big thing for me and he made me cry laughing and he was a gentleman I always remember I'm quite old-fashioned like that like I hold my own I'm an independent woman but my granddad always said to me, it's a really good sign if they hold the door open for you or they pull out the dining chair, it's nice, it's a nice gesture. And Tom had all that going on. And I thought, wow, you, you've been raised really well and you know your manners and that really appealed to me. And um, and I kind of yeah, like the way he slid in there because he, he, he didn't just come and yeah. ask you out cold. He was like, hang yeah. on a minute, she wants, she wants a bit of company. Let's not, you know, yeah. let's, let's turn this up a, a bit. And you didn't see it coming. You didn't know that he liked you. No, no, no. And, you know, I, I think like second or third date, I said, um, you know, who, who's your ideal woman? Who's your free pass sort of thing? And he said, Jessica Alba. And I was like, yeah, I get it. She's gorgeous. And he went, what about you? And I said, Idris Elba. And it, it told just sat back and he's like, right, okay. Well, we're not remotely. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really blonde at the time. He's like, yeah, I like brunettes not really into boobs, a bit of a leg man. And I'm like, oh, great. I've got legs like a prop forward and massive boobs. This is going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, you know what? After a few weeks, I was like, oh, God, I'm in. I'm so into you. You, you are more attractive than anybody I've ever met. And um, it was just, you know, that old saying of when you know, you know, I never believed that. I'd had such a bad time of it with guys that I'd, I'd given up. I've given up when Tom no. came along. How old and, were you uh, when you met yeah. Tom? Uh, 30. 30. 30. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, I'd just turned 30 when we got together. So, yeah, 
he um he broke the mold all of a sudden i was like wow this is what it's like to date a nice guy why have i not done this before <laughs> so the gym yeah, gym paid off in more than one way yeah the gym paid off yeah and we both still love the gym so <laughs> kind of occupational hazard for him really isn't it we, well, we touched yeah. on the working men's clubs um but in terms of stages that you performed on were they as important as arguably the ones that you trained on at drama school do you think oh yeah oh for sure and you learn so much from from every performance be it on stage or television and, and i've worked with the most incredible actors over the years like been so fortunate and and learned a lot of my craft from them as well mm. i worked with an amazing actor on a project called lilies um which is still right up here in terms of the jobs that i've done i adored that job and again incredible cast and the guy playing my dad brian mccarty i remember watching him on the monitor and i was like holy smokes this is i'm watching a master class here and, and and you know stephanie cole I did Corrie with her and I did Scarborough with her and I was like, wow, just mm. watching you in action. And and then, of course, live performances, standing in the wings and watching somebody like Beverly Knight, for example, you, you do just go, this is another level and you learn from them and you mm. absorb. And um, every job is a learning curve and you, you never stop learning ever as an actor. And I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the for the people and the places that I've you know I've performed in. What about some of the sets that were already familiar to you, Emmerdale, and then Weatherfield? You know, oh. two of the most famous sets that have been piped into our living rooms for as long as we've been alive. Um, what what were they like as classrooms? For sure, I was I was going to mention the Rovers' return. Actually, my my first scene w- was in there with um with the lovely Ken, the lovely Bill, and um oh my god, I t- <laughs> I was so nervous on my first day because you know where I'm from, it's a real institution yeah. and it was a lot of pressure. Um, but again, surrounded by all these faces that I've been watching for years and being in this iconic pub. To then becoming a barmaid in there, I'm forever grateful for that. And you know, incredible actors walking through those doors. Yeah, Terry McKellen has done great. Like it's just crazy. Um, <laughs> again, I, I, I always think I've got so much respect for soap actors because I did a job recently, and um, I won't say what job it was, but the director pulled me to one side and he said, "Your stamina." Is off the scale and he said it's because you've done so you're used to that 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 schedule that crazy schedule mm-hmm. and and being able to pull it out of the bag at the drop of a hat you know when something changes and um so again i i, I feel grateful for a whole new skill set when you when you work on a soap really it really is um and it i had an incredible time at Corrie. so yeah the, and the rovers the rovers will always have a special place in my heart it's it's magic. It is magic. Yeah, and, and like you say, where from from where you were where you were raised and born. I mean, Corrie's it, right? It's like going to be signed as player for Manchester United or City. Oh, my I, my dad. I've never seen my dad cry before, and I could see him filling up when I, when oh. I told him I'd got the Corrie gig. They were just 
utterly beside themselves, as was my, you know, grandparents, who have watched it since day one, like a lot wow. of people. And um, so that was that was a real because there were times when in between the working men's clubs, like, you know, if I didn't get a job, my parents' understanding of the industry was so funny. I remember going to, I can't remember, I think it was a, it was, well, it was a musical and it was uh, for Andrew Lloyd Webber. And I'd already been down on the Monday and they, my agent called Monday night and she said, I'm so sorry, Catherine, but they really like you. Could you come back tomorrow? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. So I went back. And then I think it must've been the Thursday they phoned again, so sorry. Can you can you come back? Can you try this other song? And I, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I told my dad, and he was like, no, no, Kath. If Mr. Lloyd Webber wants you, he can get on a train and he can come to you this time. That's not fair. And I was like, Graham, I don't think it works like that, mate. I can't see Lloyd Webber just bobbing on the train to come and see me. <laughs> That's so brilliant. Oh, oh my... no. Um, so yeah, Corey. Yeah. That day, they were just <laughs> <thrilled>. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I love it. I know. Bless them. We've talked about the people. We've talked about the places. Now, can I take you to my final question and talk about the situations and the life lessons that taught you so much? Um, Holding my babies for the first time, giving birth is changes you in so many ways. Mm -hmm. I, with both babies, again, it was really spiritual for me. Um, Incredibly traumatic, but spiritual. And um, I was really into my hypnobirthing. I meditated through as much of it as I possibly could. And I, Did it help? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Throughout the pregnancy, it, hypnobirthing helped. But, it, you know, it really came into its own in the delivery room. And it was almost, although I was in a lot of pain, it was quite euphoric. And and, and seeing these little people on my on my chest just both mm. neither baby cried they both just looked up at me both went on my chest both looked up at me and then whew, I remember feeling so overwhelmed you know you suddenly you have to keep this little thing alive which is a big responsibility I'm you know I'm generally extremely clumsy I'm like Mr Bean with boobs so suddenly having to keep these little <laughs> things alive and but I just remember thinking in that moment, wow, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. You know, as long as I've got my babies, my family, and we're, we're healthy, that is everything. And that becomes more and more apparent the older I get. You know, when you have friends that get poorly or you lose friends mm. for whatever reason. I just count my blessings every day. For, for being in good health, Touchwood, and, and and having my family around me. So they they were probably the most life-changing events, for sure, giving birth. Um, what about those those early jobs and failed auditions, the cancelled shows, the false starts? As frustrating as they are at the time, they are so informative, aren't they? Oh, Yeah. I don't believe anything now till I sign a contract. <laughs> um, you, you had yeah. to go the hard way. 
oh for sure for sure you know it's a, a couple of series they're like oh yeah it's going again and then they're like, oh no it's not because we want somebody to write this or x y and z and so you you do learn a lot over time our industry can be a little bit all over the place um but yeah i have always sacrificed a lot for my career and there were two big jobs when lilies came along i was in france and they wanted to see me for a recall and i was on a very long overdue holiday that i'd saved up for for ages and my agent said they really like your calf you know it's up to you whether you want to come back but i think it could be a goer and i remember thinking gosh well it's going to cost me more money to fly back i didn't have much at the time and i thought come on let's do it like i really wanted it and i flew back for that and then weirdly i was about to fly to washington when I got a call from Coronation Street um, and it was the same scenario. They really like you. Can you come back tomorrow or the day after or whatever it was? And we were physically getting on the plane, my oh, friend no. and I. And I went, oh my God, what do I do? And, and luckily my friend, again, very independent, feisty woman, she went, oh, babes, you know, I'm fine. Go, you have to go. And it's big, it's decisions like that where you know, I do have days of self-doubt. I do have imposter syndrome. But in my, to my truest self, I know I can do it. Deep down inside, I know I can do it. And it's it's digging deep on those days where you feel really low and you don't have any confidence to, to go, I can do this, I can do this. The universe is giving me an opportunity here and I, I've got to see it through. I'm a big believer in that. So moments like that have taught me that sometimes taking a risk and making the small sacrifice can absolutely pay off. Mm, and, big um, time. You've got to be dedicated. You, you've got to be dedicated in, in this industry. So, yeah, there's been a few situations that have been very similar. What about, what about the jobs that got away, the ones that woulda, coulda, shoulda? I went through a period of time where I was up against Joanna Froggart a lot, <sighs> and I, I was up against her for Downton. Um, oh. And it went to the right girl. She's perfect. She's amazing. I'm a big fan. So there were moments. But then I can't remember what job came up around the same time. There was another job, and I can't remember what it was. But I remember thinking, okay, so this is my path. I never dwell on not getting a job because mm. I always i am a big believer in if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. And... I'm a big believer in, in in giving out things to the universe and creating affirmations. And it was my friend actually said to me the other day, so when I was doing Scarborough, a lot of the scenes were shot in a pub called The Good Ship. And I'd forgotten about that. And we didn't get a second series of Scarborough. And, we, you know, everyone was gutted. I, I was then, surprised at that, Kath, because I thought it was in such an excellent show. Oh, bless you, thank you. No, we we loved it. And we, you know, you never get really well as well. The ratings were great, the reviews yeah. were great, and sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. There really it, isn't, you know. Things. And you and you, you know. it's only when you've got a few of those under your belt that you have you have the um the wisdom to look at it that way. But the first few really do yeah. cut deep, don't they? Oh, oh yeah. Gosh, they do, they do. But um yeah, it, I think it, it was Shane. Shane found me and he said do you realise that the, the pub that you filmed in for Scarborough was called The Good Ship? 
and cut to a few years later, I'm doing the good shit murder with Shane. And oh, I, yeah. I'm a big believer in like the universe just drops little breadcrumbs. Um, there's a few things, and whenever I miss out on a job, although at the time I might be a bit gutted, I try to move on from it quickly. You have to. Else always comes in, and in the time where it doesn't, you know, there might be a couple of months where or a few months where I go, oh gosh, it's a bit quiet. I then go, well, do you know what? I'm supposed to be with my kids. The universe is telling me I'm supposed to be with my kids and I'm supposed to write. You know, I write a lot. I've, I've got two shows on the go at the minute, which fingers crossed, watch this space. Um, and, and and so I always feed off that. I always think, okay, so at the moment, I've got some downtime. I'm going to be the best mum that I can be and I'm going to write a whip-ass TV series or, you know, whatever it is, or I'm going to learn some new songs, do some accent work. I never stop training myself if you will so yeah I always think there's a reason you've got lovely drive haven't you you're very self-motivating it's a lot of coffee though <laughs> I yeah I suppose I am I think that's I, great you know, I have my moments like everyone else but you've I'm, got real ambition for yourself I love that thank you thank you and I don't think we celebrate that enough especially women we kind of um yeah, apologize I, for it and I think there's nothing wrong with being ambitious for yourself oh for sure the way I think of it is we, we are on this earth for five minutes. Five minutes. I don't want to be on my deathbed going, oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I just am determined to grab life by the goodness <laughs> and, um, and do as much as I can. Oh, yeah, you, when you get downtime, there you are doing like, you know, work on your accents or learning new songs. You don't rest on your laurels. Um, and that's probably why you've never no, had I- too long. Uh, out of work because you really have literally stepped out of drama school and not looked back oh I've been so lucky darling so lucky and um yeah I'm really grateful and and I don't want to rest on my laurels you know it's it's not in my nature ever you know I have the odd lazy day like everyone else but um I just love it I genuinely love it. We've spoken about how you learn your craft as a singer and as an actor. But what about your stint on the Strictly dance floor? Because everyone that's come on this show, certainly of late, has talked about it almost evangelically. They've loved it. It's been transformative for them. Was that your experience? Do you know what? You you keep prompting people that I should have mentioned in the people <laughs> section, Janice. Oh, there's so many people in my life. Um, oh, I believe that I was supposed to do Strictly to meet Janice. Um, I couldn't dance at all. I avoided dance lessons like the plague at drama school. I didn't have the confidence. Um, and Johannes changed that. He changed me. He gave me a new confidence and again you know I I had hang-ups like everybody else I was like oh no you can't lift me up babes I'm too heavy and he's like baby girl you are beautiful and I will throw you over my head you know, just, he he lit me up in such a way and I did things that I you know I'm the girl that's scared of doing a forward role and he he was throwing me around all over the show and, and so it was um it was a real confidence boost for sure. And I loved every second of it, especially the tour. The, the tour was just joyous. And those dancers, every single one of them, firstly, they're all lovely, just an absolute dream. They work harder than anybody I've ever met. 
I remember being on tour and Luba's toes were bleeding. And I was like, Luba, babe, like, hey, you but she was like, it's fine, I will dance. And I was like, wow. <laughs> they are, they are athletes. Machines. They're another level. Yeah. Um, oh, I, you know, we all had to share a dressing room on tour. I remember looking at these bodies thinking, God, nothing moves. Like, they all look incredible. I, I used to slip off into the loo. Like, <laughs> I'll get changed in here. Like an episode of Baywatch in there. Um, oh, yeah, because when you're competing, you, you, all share a dance, you all share a dressing room, don't you? It's all the female dancers and then all the male dancers. Yeah, on tour, yeah. And, um, God, I just remember thinking, this is inspiration. I need, I need to do some more squats. <laughs> <laughs> this is another level. Um, but they were great. All of them were great and such happy, positive people uh, without exception, really. So I, I had an incredible time and I learned a lot. And I, I loved the fact that, you know, we were gutted to go in week six. We were. But in the same breath, week in, week out, the the constructive criticism that we had off the judges, you know, I, I carry it with me. Yeah. and if and when I need it, it's, yeah, it's there. And I remember everyone gave Shirley a really hard time when Johannes and I left. Oh, I can't believe you got rid of Kath and da, da, da. And I thought, she's the best in mm -hmm. business. She knows what she's doing. If she thought my legs were going all over the place, then they were going all over the place, you know. it's. Um, I, I I look up to the judges so much and um, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Are you glad you did it then? Oh, I wish I could do it again. I really do. And and do Jojo oh. is forever in my life now. He's, he's not going anywhere, even if he wanted to. I found him. He's just a dream. There's something about him, isn't there? Because everyone that dances with him just falls deeply in love with him. He is an earth angel. He is an earth angel. He's special. And he just, he just brings out the best in you. And he's an incredible teacher and he's still got that discipline, but... He had that man has so much love in his heart and he does so much good. He is changing the world and he's done that for many years from taking dance lessons back to the townships, you know, in which he grew up in, to, to giving something mm -hmm. back to the children, to helping them to dance, to supporting his family. He is changing the world and there's not many people that can say that. He is literally an earth angel, in, in my opinion. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's nice to leave it there then. Yeah. Let's leave you in the ballroom where yeah. you wish you could go back. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if they asked you back, would you would you do it again in a heartbeat? I would bite their hand off. Christmas special. I'm all over it. I'd be there. <laughs> Standing on the tour. I'll do it. Oh, yeah. God, I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs> God, well, listen. Good luck out on the road because the last tour you did was Strictly, but this one is going to see you performing in a whole new way. Well, certainly a new way for audiences that know you from the screen and Strictly Dance for Best of luck with it, Cam. Oh, thank you so much. Huge thanks to Catherine, and you can catch her on tour across the UK and Ireland in Bonnie and Clyde the Musical. 
tickets are on sale now. And if you fancy more chat with other stars from the small screen, we have episodes with Faye Ripley, Sally Lindsay, Alan Cummings, Mark Bonner, Charlie Brooks, Tamsin Althwaite, Sarah Parrish, Lisa Wright. I mean, I could go on. Oh, Beverly Knight's in there as well. So why not go and lose yourself in our back catalogue? I'll be back on Tuesday with a little something from the cellar for you. Until then, thanks so much for listening. White Wine Question Time is a Stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.